and welcome back to Tell Me About It with Jade Iovine. I'm Jade Iovine, and Tell Me About It is the show that's here to remind you that even the women we think have it all figured out and the ones we constantly compare ourselves to also have lives that are far from perfect. So just a little disclaimer, guys. I had major (laughs) dental work yesterday and was sedated. And I swear, like, it's the amnesia, amnesia, the anesthesia is still (laughs) in my system. And, like, this is going to be a very interesting introduction. Like, I don't know who I am. I just don't, I don't know where I am. This is, I don't know. This is just going to be a ride. So buckle up. I hope you guys had a great 4th of July weekend. This week is very special because we have Hannah Burner on the show. If you've listened to the show long enough, you know that I am a huge Bravo fan, like a crazy, avid Bravo freak. So to say I was excited for this one is a tremendous understatement. Needless to say, Hannah over-delivered. My cheeks like actually hurt from laughing so hard, but we got really, really deep about some very real stuff. So if you haven't seen Summer House before, Summer House is essentially a show where six or seven or eight friends, I don't know how many, share a house in the Hamptons over the summer. This episode is a roller coaster of hilarity and heartbreak, and I really think you're going to love every minute of it. What I love about Hannah is that she's just so real, and she's able to laugh through a lot of things that a lot of us probably wouldn't be able to. It was cool to hear what she feels about life and what she thinks about Summer House now. But first, here's a little bit about Hannah Burner. From viral tweets to stand-up comedy and hosting some of today's most bingeable podcasts and late-night talk show, Hannah Burner's infectious personality, fearlessly honest attitude, and relatable, laugh-out-loud humor have cemented her name as a female force in comedy and entertainment. You know her best from Bravo's Summer House the fast-talking one who's always willing to say what a lot of women are thinking but are too afraid to say in public. As a stand-up comic, she's sold out prestigious comedy venues such as Dynasty Typewriter at the Hayworth Theater in Los Angeles, Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, and Laugh Boston. Hannah also hosts two of today's most popular comedy podcasts, Burning in Hell, B-E-R-N-I-N-G, and Giggly Squad with her best friend from Summer House, Paige DeZorbo. I've loved Hannah from the second that she walked on to Summer House. She was always the one that would talk about mental health and talk about the messiness of dating and trying to figure out your 20s. We got to see Hannah's happy ending this past season when she got engaged to fellow comedian Dez, who you've seen on the last season of Summer House. They now live together in New York, and now that she's left Summer House and things are starting to open up more, she's focusing more on her comedy tour and touring all over the U.S., here is Hannah Burner. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Jade. How are you? <laughs> Good. I feel like we really came out guns a blazing with that hello. <laughs> just first hyped all, up. Just super amped. But mm-hmm. first of all, it's so weird to see you like this when you've been on my TV screen like all fucking weekend. I'm like, this is so wild. Oh my God. What are you catching up on? What season are you on? Give me the tea. No, I just did three, four, five all over again. I don't watch one and two. I only watch three, four, five. Wait, I love that for you because I feel like people have a different experience when they do each season together because people forget so quickly like the connections. So yeah, that's fun for you. What was your favorite season? 
my first season, I was just like scared peeing my pants the whole time. And then my second season had to by far be the most fun. And then my last season, I was again <laughs> like really scared, but I decided to like fight back. Right, <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> that I so, saw. But also the last season was like not what Summer House had been, which was like you have fun on the weekends and you go home, you could sit by yourself in a dark room and like reflect on all your decisions, call your mom, meditate, and then like go yeah. back into the circus. But we were in a circus for at least seven weeks. Yeah, together. you didn't go home on the weekdays. No, no. So it, yeah, it was very different. And so, oh, and you were all working from home. That was yeah, weird. Yeah, because it was, it's like your party friend group that now like you're in a weird like co working space with alcohol and fighting, which I guess is like a we work. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it was, it was intense. I say reality TV pushes you past like you mature because you're in social situations you'd never be put in. It was a journey. That would traumatize me. I have negative self-talk like crazy as is to have other people weigh in on that would just be insane and like how do you deal with that oh my god well bravo i didn't realize it but it really is like sports yeah for women so like people aren't watching to just like be entertained like they want to take sides they want to like totally and it's funny because I will feel so bad about like a drama going on in Summer House. And then I'll like hear two people talking at brunch of like their own friend <laughs> drama. I'm like, that is as crazy yes. or, worse. or worse. So like people judge us and I'm like, have you never like snapped at a friend or like have you ever felt disrespected by a guy? Yes. And then like imagine if people only saw parts of it and then took sides of yeah. your friend group. Like and then have your friend group on social media no, trying to no. like make people see you a type of way. It is so like but that didn't happen to me my first two seasons really why do you think just because like you were out of conflict kind of more I'm not great at partying and I'm not good at confrontation I think you are great at partying (laughs) I care I care to differ I think you are an excellent partier so much so that I literally was sitting in bed like with my boyfriend and my dog and I was like shit am I supposed to be like in a toga somewhere like (laughs) doing this shit like I don't know but it's I was very envious of you Well, I think it was weird this last season because before we'd like be working all week and then we'd get off, you know, a van and then be like, like injecting rosé in our bodies and go nuts. But it was weird this last season when we were quarantining together because we'd be like with each other all the time. Then someone's like, "Okay, it's Friday. Like, should we party now? Right. I was just like, I'm honestly, I'm like, I was depressed the whole time. Oh my god. I was god. just in my bed. I was depressed. I had terrible anxiety. I mean, the amount of alcohol you have to consume, right? The the hangover and the anxiety afterwards. But also, Jade, I like stopped drinking. Like after the first like 2 or 3 weeks, I kind of like I just wasn't in the mood and I was just feeling all my feelings sober. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then like we get into f- fights where like I wasn't as drunk. And I so I would like try to be logical with it and get really mad. And I'd remember everything that was said to me. And like they wouldn't remember what they said. Oh, no. Oh, there's a lot of summer house fights. Fighting with drunk people is like nightmare. Nightmare. But like they'll be blackout. There are so many fights on summer house where two people are blackout. And the next morning we're all like awkward in the kitchen. And they're not. (laughs) They're not. And and we're like, you ruined our night. Yeah. And they don't remember or something. They don't remember. They're good. Everyone Damn. else is traumatized. They're good. Yeah, I do think I had a, def- a really different experience, but it's 
and it's such a different reaction from people also this last season but I feel like I was still me like I didn't people like to act like I suddenly changed so much where it's like this is a side of me that like when I feel I'm being disrespected like after three years with certain people I didn't care if they liked me anymore and I was like I need to stand up for myself totally and aren't you supposed to change like within the years of your life like aren't you supposed to change from 25 to 27 like last I checked that was normal I did evolve but it's wild like I remember season my second season I'd get all these messages like the nicest messages of people being Mm -hmm. like I'm a mother and I have a a little girl and I want her to grow up to be just like you like crazy (laughs) shit for a reality I'd be like that's too much pressure no thank you and I've now learned like you can't like the people who love you, like, I'm not as great as you think I am. Mm-hmm. And then the people who hate you, it's like, I swear I'm not as horrible as you think I am. Because then I'm looking at messages now and people are like, you're a maniac who shouldn't be on the streets. And I'm like, okay, it's not, we're not that bad. I am a maniac. But, like, the streets are crazy, too. <laughs> the streets are crazy. No, like, that would be insane. Just, like, you have to get numb to it at some point. You know, like, you just have to... Because I guess if you believe, you can't believe either. You can't believe the people that praise you. You can't believe the hype. But it's hard because obviously like you don't go on reality TV unless you like need outside affirmation from people. And it's fun for you. Right. But Jade, I'm not going to lie. Like after this season, I was like, it's not for me. Yeah. Because the other side of the coin is just so shitty. It got, it got really ugly and toxic to the point that it's like, I get it. I'm entertaining people. I get it. I'm um being kind of characterized in a very simple way right now that I had no idea was going to look that way mm-hmm. and then like it got to the point where people who had personal issues and stuff were just going too far I was gonna say like have you found like have you lost friends in this transition no real friends no I real haven't friends. lost any like friends who knew me before the show yes. or friends I've I've just realized some people that but I mean, for example, like Paige is my best friend and mm-hmm. there was a point in the show where I was like, once it all aired and I wasn't happy with all of the things that I was hearing about myself right. through other people that was like shaping. If you watched like I, my confessionals were like not there in the third season. Really? If you like look at my confessionals, because like I wasn't able to say kind of my feelings and like have empathy for me and where I was coming from. So at some point, like there was all this tension that was building and like Paige was saying stuff. And I remember just sitting with her and being like, I want to be friends with you for like a long time, like past this show. And I'm like, but this shit is getting so gross that like we need to decide like is this totally. for like a couple social media likes some yeah. drama or yes. do you care about this friendship long term that's why i think the reunion Paige and i were in a really really good place and she and sierra kind of like backed you up and oh i love them so much at the end of the day i also got engaged which is like probably the biggest part of like i wouldn't put i wouldn't ever recommend putting someone you love or someone in your yeah. new relationship with yes in that kind of pressure cooker with an ensemble cast that is like it's like piranhas well yeah they all i'm not like i really don't think people are like bad people or good people i think like you have to put yourself in their shoes and like everyone wants to look as good as possible and sometimes that means like we need to throw this bitch the piranhas so right. we don't get it's true the wrath and they know in the next season they it could be them yes it's like a 
every man for himself kind of thing. Exactly. Like mm -hmm. Paige and I would joke. She's like, I don't trust this lamp right now. Like I can't right. trust anyone. I don't right. know who's playing with me. It's fu And you know what? I went on reality TV. I love how now this is just me monologuing about my, <laughs> my PTSD go, from reality TV. Yes, go. <laughs> but I went on. I never thought I'd be a reality TV person. I always liked reality TV kind of just fell on my lap and I was like you know I'll go on and I don't care to be aspirational I want to show that like women are multifaceted like they could be funny but they could also be serious they could be athletic but also be sexy they could be high anxiety and depressed but also like very friendly and happy faced yes and I remember going in like it's about making mistakes and how you solve it and then like I don't know if it's because we were all in a house the last season and there wasn't a lot of parties or like fun stuff going on but like mm -hmm. It got real dark. Mm -hmm. It did. It, you're absolutely right. And I was like, I want to build a life that like I feel creative. I feel happy. And um, that you can show the multitudes in you, you know, like that you can show multiple dimensions of who you are. Yeah. Even like something as as complex as like being in a relationship with someone where like you both have walls up and it's like a situation ship and like there were egos involved and things could be like so simple just being like she's manipulating him or like mm -hmm. so simple as she has daddy issues and it's like <laughs> yes I do have daddy issues but maybe someone was being extremely disrespectful and I was triggered by it and I stood up for myself but yeah at the end of the day I had to have like a real come to Jesus moment where I was yeah. like, is this what's making me happy? And um, I've fallen in love with comedy over the last four years. And you actually didn't get to see my my stand-up tour started I'm dying to. Are you coming to LA? I, ha I will hit you up, girl. I will hook Please. you up. Don't you worry about it. I will be there in a second. Hell yeah. But it started the mor March before the universe decided oh, to shit. <laughs> implode. Yes. So like March... I was in D.C., I was in L.A., I was in San Francisco on March 9th, and then it all went to shit, and all, like, my material, I was like, okay, I guess I'm not doing stand-up. So, you, like, every stand-up, Kevin Hart got fired, you know? Right. Yeah, stand-up was dangerous at that time. Oh, yeah, no one's doing stand-up, so I was in the house, and I I had pictured my summer being, like, traveling during the week on, on tour, and then, like, filming on the weekends, but instead I was, like, doing virtual podcasts, which we love, we love now. <laughs> which we love. And Paige and I, you know, we were creating merch. I was um, doing a lot of, like, I guess, branded partnerships and working virtually in my bed. But um, it wasn't the same. And then things have opened up, and I'm like, maybe this – it's time for me to, like, work on my relationship and yeah. comedy. Yes. So it's a transitional period for me. Amen. We're going to get into transitional periods because especially as two depressed and anxious women <laughs> as we are, <laughs> those times can be extremely triggering. But just before we get to that, did you forget like the cameras were there at a certain point or did you like, are you always aware? You're always aware that the cameras are there. But you become like homies with the but it, producers. But it becomes like a, a new reality. Like that is our reality. And that's the life we're living. And that's but that's why like things sting more. Like if someone just like throws an accusation at you, like totally. you're a bad friend or like you're lazy. Like it's not just you and your friends. Like all of America is hearing that. So it like everything is heightened. And then also like is it good TV for me to be like, OK, that was mean. Yeah. And just sit there. Right. But that would be tempting towards the end. I'd be like, God damn, you're going to give me a bad, bad edit. I don't know if those exist anyway. That would just drive me insane. Yeah, but also, like, 
you could speak up and be a feminist icon, but you could also speak up and look crazy. Yes. And who knows who is deciding of those things. I thought when I left the summer, I was like, I'm so proud of myself for standing up where I felt. Did I, was I always graceful about it? Did I always <laughs> but word that's myself what we love. right? That's what we love. I appreciate you. I think I also was at a point, I think season two, where things were like going a little too well in my life, where like everyone thought I was like cool and funny. And it's fun because I, I like was never like, <laughs> like I feel like I had a lot of friends, but I never considered myself aspirational. I was kind of like the goofy I wasn't the main character, you know? I was like the goofy friend, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so when people were like, have me on their podcast, like, what's your skincare routine and shit? I was Ugh. like, oh no, this is off. We're <laughs> off base. I, I got on the wrong like track in life. Yes. You're like, and then I got, I I've dealt with like a decent amount of online hate and shit. <laughs> and then now I'm like, okay, maybe this is, the comedian me is like a little more comfortable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I would have all of those same thoughts. Like, I am an overthinker. I would truly, like, first of all, I can't imagine, like, last weekend being on camera. Like, I can't imagine, like, today. Like, mm-hmm. let alone three years of my fucking life. Like, mm-hmm. I would truly, I'd be in fetal position in the corner. But I do think my final season was my, like, I just remember being like, I'm going to stand up for myself. Yeah. And when I'm just going to be so open, so vulnerable because everyone knows who I am. America gets me. So like, what's the worst that can happen? Turns out it's pretty bad. (laughs) Like, it's pretty bad what can happen. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my God. And like, what sucks about those moments is like, everyone just looks like you, like you go on the person's Instagram to see like what they're doing, if they've made any noise. And like, Mm -hmm. I never know what it actually feels like to be that person, like that everyone's talking about or like that feels like. It got to the point where where I was like, so I, I couldn't go on my phone for about a month. I was like, I was actually paying someone to just like look at it to make sure th- like, just to make like, cause it's this like, it's this alternate universe that like, yes. even though I'm not on it, I'm still existing on. So I still totally. need someone to keep an eye on it. But I, for my mental health, can't keep an eye on it. Totally. And it's also upsetting cause I can only legally say so many things. So as someone who loves to just like, have word vomit of the truth and like fight for justice it's like this is something where it's like this is your character and you can't even defend yourself so your girl's having full immense but but this is i think the hardest thing um is when you're on camera Mm -hmm. and you're having like an anxiety attack and you're then getting bullied online Mm -hmm. for being crazy And when you're vilified for something you said, when you're like actually just like hitting a breaking point emotionally, which is the fucking like, I'm not saying anything crazy for reality TV. Like, no, you'd be like, yeah, no shit. What do you think would happen on reality TV? But no, two seasons was great for me. And then it got I, like my certain relationships with people were turning when I wasn't aware of it. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't aware of the angle that was being shown until I watched it. Wow. And then when you watch it back, like... I had panic attacks every time I watched it. Oh, my God. I mean, it would give... I'm, like, sweating. Think It's also 800 degrees in here. Because I had a concept in my head of what I was going to see for the episode, and then I'd watched it. And it's like, I don't even like the girl I'm watching. Oh, no. I shame spiral, like, as a hobby. So that would really... Oh, my God. I love the word shame spiral, because... Yes. I'm also... um, I'm a weird, like, 
perfectionist where like my show will be really messy but like in terms of me and my work I'm a perfectionist yeah, me too so like the idea of making a mistake was scary but then also knowing that like there was no way for you to know like mm -hmm. you're 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 being completely vulnerable and open and reacting and then what's also hard is like the people I'll get a message like you started all the drama this season and you're I'm like you're like, welcome what is reality tv though? yeah like, what you come for people would be like look you brought it this season regardless if they agreed with you or not um fights that were right 30 seconds long that they saw ultimately what hurt the most was just that afterward like I didn't it didn't feel good yeah did you feel like dropped by a friend group in a way like is that kind of the feeling or did you kind of is it beyond that it was it was the worst bullying experience I've ever experienced in my life and but it wasn't necessarily during the actual summer because mm -hmm. after the summer we were actually okay right the group was fine wow but then when the show aired it went crazy and I was not in the comments. Mm -hmm. I was not allowed to be on social media. So when I showed up to the reunion and everyone was like horrified and like coming for me, I was like, oh, you've been in the comments, like reading like angry people stuff or I just wanted to diffuse things when I got into the reunion because I'm like me defending myself has only been negative because people hate to watch women be angry. And I'm fucking Sicilian, Jade. I'm Sicilian too. You are? Yes. Oh, okay, that's why we're that's why we're sisters. Yes, I'm Sicilian too. But Jade, okay, in seven weeks, I only snapped four times. Yeah. Oh. So, so you know something's wrong. So. <laughs> but like, I, in my opinion, I was like, I think people are just crazy. I was like, I was like, I had a lot of fun. But four times, four times, your girl snapped. But it it really took me three years in the reality TV scene to snap you counted four times yep wow it might have been more but like four and a half but four and a half four and, i mean like i would have 15 i would be like <laughs> constantly whispering like can you cut that can you cut that like i would have so much anxiety but you know what you're gonna have the last laugh because they are gonna eat each other on this season and then you uh, i mean maybe we don't need to say that maybe that's not pc <laughs> no, but, but the, the thing is like i know for a fact there was a point in the reunion where they are we're all sitting there judging me for I guess overreacting at times and at some point I was like when did all of you become these like perfect angels yes I'm like, Lindsay Carl yeah. fingered yeah. you and right. two weeks later invited a girl to the house and you freaked out in a public place and told him to go fuck himself where a guy I'd been talking to for a year tried to make me look stupid and told me that I was a liar, and I still, after week two, mm -hmm. was cool with him. Mm -hmm. I have two truths in that. Number one, the make-outless finger bang to me was just, I couldn't move past. Like, what in God's fucking name? I was like, let's Ooh. not yuck their yum. Okay, okay, we're not trying to kink shame anyone here. Please don't come for us. But some yums deserve to be yucked. Like, that yum in particular, yuck. Also, you totally got fucked over <laughs> reality show or not by him I know that like you are very open about mental health and I don't think I really said this out loud but I've I've been very depressed for the last couple months and it's been it's been like honestly scary because like I lived this and we were fine and then when it airs nothing's fine and I realized like I had felt very emotionally and verbally abused mm -hmm. this season mm -hmm. and then for it to air and to be accused that you're the abuser. Oh, 
is just a whole other mind fuck. There's nothing more painful because then you you've people have lost trust in you. You can't open or or you're the you're acting like a victim. And I've never in a million years thought that two men who had disrespected me, shamed me, embarrassed me mm-hmm. from like every level of like my looks to my career to my relationship mm-hmm. could ever make it like I deserved it and I was just crazy i'm like are we are we in the are we in the 1950s just calling women hysterical i was about to say it's like back to calling women crazy like but that's the thing is like these trolls and shit like we don't even need to give them the time of day because it's not even worth it but just like the isolation and the depression are fucking real like mental health issues are fucking real and people like just thinking they can say the most disgusting thing to you is like but Jade, they cover it by saying they're like holding you accountable. Fuck you. They I'll hold you it accountable. They cover being like, these are the issues with Hannah this season. And they'll like say all these horrible mean things. And I'm like, you are a hate campaign disguised as some like positive fan page. And it's changed my whole perspective on watching reality TV where like I'll see a season where someone is just getting destroyed and I feel like past me kind of low key was like, oh, this is tea. This is fun. Someone's getting burned to the ground because you're. Yeah, like Kelly Ben Simone on Scary Island, like Real Housewives in New York. Oh, my God. Yeah, because <laughs> you're because deep down, it's it's like watching a murder doc where you're like, this is fun because I'm not the one being murdered. But you're interested because you're like, it's so fucking scary and I'm so close to it. And then you realize, oh, everyone's just protecting themselves by throwing all their shit Mm -hmm. on this one person. I had to unfollow like a lot of Bravo fan pages because I started to see that like, oh, you're just finding like people to come for and to hate on when I'm like, they are like fully humans, fully flawed humans, fully flawed humans that you are, that I am. Yeah. And I mean, really, after all of it, I, I used to hate people. I used to be like, oh, I fucking hate that person on that show. And now I realize, like, I don't know them. And a lot of the time, the villains of shows tend to be the ones who are like the realer ones. The ones who are like calling people out, but because they're the black sheep. Yes. Yes. Keep, it's so because they will go with whoever like the majority is. Of course. So it's so easy to make them look like they're the crazy ones. Or they're the... And I'm not talking specifically about myself in this situation, just as someone who's watched a shit ton of reality TV. Yes. And who, people who have, I've met a lot of reality TV people. I said this before, but like Blake Horstman. Are you familiar with no. him? No. He was on The Bachelor. Why don't I know that I watched The Bachelor? He was on um, Becca's season. He was a finalist. Okay. He had like, he kind of had like the spiked hair, very likable, tall, good smile. Okay. And everyone loved him, which is the first step to yes. the takedown. <laughs> yes. And then the next season, they edited him to be this like total womanizer. And this girl was like, he lied to me and he used me. And he had like straight up text messages of her being like, hey, I just want to go up nothing more. Yes, I saw this. Yes, 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 yes. You yes. saw this. So I had him on my pod during a dark ass time. I was like, I was like. A dark time I'm, for you or a dark time for him? For me. I was like, I. <laughs> and he was just like. I was like, how'd you get through it? And he was like, I didn't leave my bed for three months. And I was like, and I'm like in a new relationship, like trying to show him that I'm like fun while battling like depression and the whole world seemingly shaming you. And I'm trying to prove to him like, 
Uh, I swear, I'm like, <laughs> he that is my, the realest thing. He hasn't met my friends because we're in quarantine. <laughs> right. So, like, all he sees is, like, you falling apart from this reality show that's just not even close to the person you actually are. That would be maddening for me. That would be depressing for me. It was it was horrible. But the good thing is he, I talked to him every single day during the summer. So he knew how things played out. So then when it was airing, he would be like, wait a what? Totally. Who? But it probably, like accelerated your relationship like crazy being in a pandemic to start but then also to watch you going through a depressive episode so to speak holy shit well I feel like we definitely trauma bonded yeah which is tough because then you're dealing with the aftermath of it and that was like your foundation but you're also like bring it on universe yeah it's what true else, it's what true. else are you gonna do like so many relationships i feel like the first six months don't even count because you're both playing like caricatures yeah. of your like the chill hormones selves. Yeah. yes and now i'm like he's seen every side of me so i i feel like myself but i also wouldn't recommend to ever bring a boyfriend onto <laughs> reality tv i mean it was also hard because like i had promised him i was like don't worry like it's gonna be good you come for a couple days like we're gonna be cute we're gonna have fun like I promise like I felt guilt too because he was getting no but you can tell like you were excited when you went into it you know what I mean like you were hopeful that it was gonna be fine and then you just got blindsided I do also think what was as I'm away from it I'm like learning more and more but like some people were saying like I was too big for my britches what is that fucking good I think that's a good thing no because you guys liked me before and I swear to God, I'm the same bitch, maybe a little more depressed since the pandemic. So it was like, is it an Instagram follower thing? What is it? Because all I know is we're a team. Mm-hmm. And the better all of us do, mm-hmm. the better the show does. True. So once people started to like hint that like I'm this different person, which is very easy to then just show certain sides of the day. I just think to any girls out there, like as you are living in your alignment and like doing things you want to do in your dream you're going to lose friendships of people that don't want to see that side of you totally dead because if you like the weak girl that's getting manipulated by a guy and just staying with it exactly have fun living your life like that you know my mom was so funny she messaged me and she was like wait so everyone loved when you were with this guy who was clearly a fuck boy and you were just fucking around and you didn't really know what you wanted, but you were just like living that life. Yeah. But they hate when you tell him to stop messaging you. Yeah. What society are we living in? No, it's true. It's Is like it because it's, it's more relatable for me to stay with the guy who might hurt me. Right. Like the fa- that's so true. And what's so sick is that they will love you again. That's like this whole circle. You know what I mean? Oh my it's like, God, I know, Jade. It's, I know. But it's like when you're in the thick of it, like, can you, so when did you like find out you were not going to be on the next season? So it definitely, when I was sitting at the reunion, I'm not going to lie, I looked around and I felt in my gut, I'm like, this is the last time I'm going to be wow. filming this. I just felt in my gut. I knew that it was, it didn't, I didn't feel a part of it anymore. And it sucks because then you have all these fans who just love the show and they love the crazy dynamic. And it was fucking incredible that like we had such an incredible chemistry, the group at some point. But I was sitting there and you shame yourself for like not fitting in anymore. For changing. Or, 
for changing. Mm-hmm. And I could have been quiet this last season. And I could have would have had a great season making funny comments and interviews and not done anything. But I would have probably been filming another season. And it probably wouldn't have guided me in the right place. But um, it was pretty recent. And then once I realized I would have open summer, I was like, I'm going back on tour. And But I'm not going to lie. I wasn't funny for like mm. a long time during the airing. Yeah, depression will take that right away from you. Do you feel like, is depression for you bouts or are you just, are you consistently depressed? You know, like for me, for me before medication, like it was like Uh I was consistently depressed. Like it was like months at a time. Like I'd be like, okay, I'm going to get in bed, but I don't know for how long. And then now that I'm on medication, it's kind of more in bouts. Like I get, and I don't Mm -hmm. fall as hard. It's funny. Yeah. I don't have the like breakdowns. Like you might never see me cry, even though you saw a lot of tears. But that's because, like, I was being put on, like, extreme... Yeah, that's, like, drama tears. ...confrontations. That's, yeah. That I, like, never... I didn't grow up, like, my family never yelled, fight, we're more press Me neither. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. We don't like that. <laughs> or, like, we're, we're New Yorkers, so, like, it was aggressive talking, but there was no yelling. So when someone would yell at me, I was in full fight or flight. And then my depression is kind of, like constant where I'm just tired all the time Mm -hmm. I'll get in my head like so easy over the Mm -hmm. littlest thing I'll spiral yep also like I'll be in a place where I should be having fun and be like highly aware that everyone else is happy and I'm not yes yes like I'm that bitch at a party that goes to the bathroom and looks in the mirror and I'm like what you doing girl I'm like are you in my head that's (laughs) I do the same thing like I'm literally like you just everything's harder you know, like everything, like a smile, it feels like it takes like a million muscles just to even smile and fake it. And you're like, usually I can even fake it better than this. Everything yeah. just, it's like molasses, it feels like for me. Like it's but just But then like, you're, ex- for me, I'm expected to be the life of the party everywhere oh I go. Oh my God. So I fucking buckle up. I yeah. put on my clown mask yes. and I go, go, go. Then like when you, when you leave, it's like a weight goes off you and then you just want to like lie down because totally. you overexpended your and happiness but my job is like coming up with funny shit that makes people laugh that's what I love to do so when you're sitting there nothing's funny and sometimes in a lot of creative industries depression is like sometimes depression I get funny from but I was seeing myself through a lens of how people were seeing me on the show this season Mm -hmm. so I was like no one wants that bitch to make a fart joke everyone's gonna be like I mean everyone actually was like shut the fuck up like whenever I try to be funny people were like shut up you bitch and I was like oh my god Uh, (laughs) like be nice (laughs) to me please but you're right with the like quick how people forget things so quick because I'm like guys I'm still Hannah from two seasons ago. Like, it's not like I've been this person consistently. Totally. But I also realized, Jade, like, I haven't talked to you. We haven't told Jade any tea. Like, she doesn't know anything. But I could tell that, like, I don't know if it's because you've watched it all through. Like, you have a certain, you see me in in a decent light. But I do think there's people, it's just like friendships. Like, someone could show you their best sides. And you're still going to be like, mm, there's something about them I don't like. And I realized through this, I've kind of gone through this cleanse where like the people who were down with me are like super down. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, it's having a rough time. Sames. But then the people who were like never really a real one mm-hmm. now just have an excuse to be like, yeah, f- we yes. knew it. Fuck that annoying yeah. bitch. Yeah. They're like committed to hating you. Like there's nothing that you can do to change their mind. 
Yeah. And I've realized like there's like hate campaigns are real. Like it's not like just a couple of people consistently on Twitter saying mean stuff. Like people like befriend each other through hating mm-hmm. people like create crazy content. People will delve in as many little lies they can because misery of, like, loves company. And then like once they see there's a hate campaign, next thing you know, someone's on Us Weekly talking shit about you because they can. And next thing you know, it's like cool to talk shit on you. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, you're not you're not my friend either. You're not my friend. But I kept on telling myself like, I know everyone always goes, don't worry, like karma will heal. Like karma will figure its stuff <laughs> out. But I'm like, I can't. I can't wait for karma. I don't want to come for L.A., but I'm like, is karma real, though? Because I need to know. <laughs> Cause I can't. I'm Sicilian. Like I need revenge. Wait, exactly. We need them to hurt. So my thing now that I'm working on is like, you don't need revenge. You don't need to show your side of the story, which is so fucking hard for me. It's more like I have to realize that like I'm not playing that game anymore. Totally. It's a battle I don't have to win. Totally. Those are people I don't have to, you know, change their mind. Mm-hmm. I can. But that's like an, a new level of of peace and yeah that I haven't gone yet, but that's what like I'm manifesting. I'm not trying to sit here and act like I'm there, you know? No, no. But some days you might be and some days you're not, you know, like, True. But it's, like I have deep disdain for my past self. Like some of the things that mm. I've said or like just ways that I've handled myself or like it just will keep me up at night and like kill me, you know? Mm. And I think mm-hmm. like slowly but surely, like, you know, I can say all the tropes like, oh, like if I'd known better, I would have done better. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like you have to make peace with it. You have to just be like, fuck, like I'd like to see your past. You have to be empathetic with yourself and forgive yourself. And it's funny because I actually I've gone there like I talked it through. At first I was like, oh, I wish I didn't go about it type of way. But then I realized like there were so many variables that like what I totally I was being a version like someone was like, were you not being yourself? And it's like, no, I was being authentic. And that's given the situation. And once you realize like but also like when people love you, they forgive Mm -hmm. you for. Mm hmm especially a season where I'm going to tell you like there was nothing specific that I really think that I did that was f- fucked up like totally. I didn't I didn't throw a glass at anyone I didn't get physical with anyone which other people had <laughs> yes but like did I was I overreactive on a reality show yeah yep like everyone else that's what they pay the big bucks for so that's where I was having trouble true because you're like what do you want from me and then, like, you lose your sense of self. Because then I'm like, is there something I'm not seeing about yes. myself that is, like, so horrible? But then you realize, like, honestly, like, some women don't do well in packs. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'm one of them. I know. I'm, I'm not that great sometimes in, like, group settings in terms yeah. of, like, I went to three different high schools. I don't play politics. Right. I'm not getting people on my people start calling me manipulative. I was no, like, no, you're not. I can tell you for sure you're not. If I could manipulate things, shit would have got like you're yeah. just laughing. She's like, you think she manipulated that? Yeah, I'm like, mm, which part was manipulated? Because I'm like, I, that would have gone a different way had you manipulated it. <laughs> that shit would have been very different. But yes. I, but I realized, like, I see where I could have played politics. Right. Been quiet. But then you're not being you. But I wasn't being me. And you know what? Terrible things happen when you're yourself sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're making every making sure everyone likes you, who are, who what are you representing, you know? So even though, like, 
I would say to your past self, first, when you're having real trouble, be like, at least it wasn't on national TV, <laughs> which is a new thing I do when you're when you're like, this is the worst thing ever. Be like, think of something worse. Like, think at least this, at least that I love thing that happened. because most people say think of the next best thought. And I no. like your route much no. better. <laughs> no, think of the like the other day I was like, at least like I did something. I was like, well, I could have had that happen. And I bombed tonight, but I didn't bomb tonight. Right. Who are we? Are, like That's you just true. have to play tricks Count with yourself. Your wins. Yes. Like I saw your name, yeah. Jade, and I was like, don't know any of the past things she's done. Everyone has different shaped shoulders of like my my pain is not any worse or less than your pain. But like every podcast interview, I have a little insecurity of like, did they read something about me that they're mm. like influenced by? I had a friend, a new friend. Yeah. That I was hanging out with taking in sister of me and someone wrote to her, watch out. Have you read about this girl? You need to watch out for her. And the girl was like, I mean, I haven't read about her, but I've spent quality time with her. <laughs> My brother actually said to me, he was like, some battles you're not meant to win. But I was like, I'm a former tennis player. I'm I'm highly coachable. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I want everyone coachable. to like me. And that's like the perfect recipe for like some reality totally. TV. No, that's because so much of what you're saying, like in the way that you are is the way that I am. And I've always said that it's like the main reason I could never go on a reality show because I'm just like, I, I'm so self-reflective. I'm like, I'm constantly trying to be the most self-aware person in the room, even like people pleasing and shit. I tried so hard this last season to do well. And when I say do well, I meant like in the action, always putting myself out there like I came to work and I feel like if I had a little thicker skin where I didn't put as much pressure on myself to have a good season I would have actually had a good season where like I would have been like I don't care to engage in that even though I know it would make good tv but instead I was like okay I'm in this scene I'm in this scene I'm in this scene I'm in this scene I'm in this and then at some point I felt like I had the world on my shoulders and everyone was like not understanding me yeah just misunderstood like completely <laughs> but it's funny for like everyone who misunderstands you there's someone who sees sees you so fucking clearly mm -hmm. but yeah misunderstood queen is what i like to go as now <laughs> it's true but that is like the number one elicitor of shame is like an unwanted identity and that is so hard like so tell Ooh. me let's go let's that's a, i stole that it's not mine that, that was good because it's like when you think about shame, you think about like, oh, OK, that person thinks this way of me or they think that's the way I am or whatever. And like that's the most shameful thing, you know. One thing I've like always been taught since I was young is like being kind. Like yeah. even as a kid, like kindergarten, if I noticed someone like was getting bullied or like I was the kid that would like make them feel better. So you can call me ugly. You could call me stupid. You could call me not funny. Calling me mean is like the most mm -hmm. hurtful thing for me personally. Right. And then... um. I had no actual issues with certain females on the show, mm -hmm. but it was like getting twisted that like it wasn't between me and a guy because of whatever reason. And it was like me and the girl when like I was fine with the girl. And at the end of the day, I, I did learn for myself. Sometimes I can be an angry feminist in a way where like when I feel <laughs> disrespected as a woman. God bless you. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'll burn the house down. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so much easier to be like two girls are being like bitchy and petty. I'm like, no, 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 it's not my narrative. I'm mad at that person for how they speak to women. <laughs> yes. 
and women are involved. <laughs> God, you got done dirty. You really did. You know, I mean, we don't have to talk about this the whole time, but. No, I mean, it's therapeutic for me. Okay, good. That's what I'm here for. Okay, I don't want to take a break, but we have to. We'll be right back. Did you experience depression before the show? Yes. Yes. When did you first start to experience that? Yeah, well, it's it's like your existence. When you're younger, like, it's just all you know. I was um, a tennis player, and I did that until I was 22. I was in an intense, like, six like days a week. Like, almost professional, right? Yeah, like, I played a little professionally when I was 16, and then I went to University of Wisconsin, but I suffered from severe performance anxiety, mm. like, debilitating, where, mm-hmm. like, you'd see me practice, and it was easy-peasy fun. Then I got on the court, and I would, like, convince myself I can't hit a basic shot right the yips I experienced so much of it and again it was a lot of the like Hannah's crazy on the court she's crazy right when like now mental health is such a huge part of high performance Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of shame and now I've been able to kind of forgive myself for like being a 14 year old and losing and <laughs> performing God. terribly even though it's like I was just trying my hardest kind of similar to summer else I tried my hardest to make the best possible experience while also kind of like standing up for like I thought I was being like I thought I was being a hero and I wasn't in the in how it finished off but maybe you were and maybe just it didn't come out that way let's say no it did not come out that way but also I do th- think I have to forgive myself and be like, you did the best you could do at that time. I don't think anyone consciously chooses to hurt people or make, I feel like sometimes- Especially not you. Well, sometimes it's your own self-hate. Do I think that I was overreactive because of other things that have happened with men in my life? Yes. But I Mm. don't think that that makes what they did any less worse to me. Right. It was more like, oh, I was speaking up in a way that I'd never spoken up to that experience in the past. Right. Because that was not the first time. That that had happened to you. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Like, your life didn't begin and end on Summer House. Like, you have had a whole childhood of big T or little T trauma. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just mm-hmm. you've had your own experiences and your own mental health issues. Like, that's what's yeah. so annoying is, like, people just grab onto the I episodes. wish that there was a moment on the show where someone, if the story was like Hannah's unhinged, Mm -hmm. that instead of being like, oh, Hannah's suddenly an unhinged psychopath, that someone could be like, are you okay? What are you going through? Because, you know, the guys are, I'm so stressed out with work so I can beat the shit out of everyone. Hannah, what are you going through? And because it's like... Unhinged is the new crazy. For Yeah, and for women, it's like, God forbid there's logic behind her outrage where men, it's like, oh, they're just stressed with work. So they need <laughs> yes. to be their wives. It's like, true. It's true. That's just normalized in no, our culture. 100%. Like men, when they're angry, are so strong and so logical. But women, when they're angry, are just like, well, she, why even try to talk to her? If, if there was even a moment where someone was like, Hannah, are, I'm worried about you. Then like that would have opened a brand new narrative that could have been really helpful to a lot of people. And I also think like then you bring in someone you love and who's a sober 45 year old who was so nice to everyone. Yeah, he was sweet. And then you get sat down and accused that he didn't try hard enough with the group. I don't know where it came from. And then you have your best friend calling you defensive, which is code for calm down. Right. I knew I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but clearly I can't. 
I don't have any control and it is on a roller coaster ride that I am unequipped to handle. Totally. Would you say that your relationships, does Summer House happen in a vacuum or are like your relationships in real life kind of similar? Like, have you had friendship breakups in real life? That is such an amazing question. Thank you. Summer House has been such a vacuum for me. Mm-hmm. The relationships I've had on that show are unlike any relationships with friends I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not about to say like I've never had friendships that don't like move on or friendships where like, oh, it was a party group that like once I got on the sh- once I got on Summer House, I know there were certain differences of treatment, but the people in my life are just like very empathetic and Mm -hmm. they love me because I'm like a very passionate person. I don't fight with friends. I'm more of the, if something pisses me off, you're not going to hear from me that much, which is like also not great. But like, (laughs) I'm the kind of person where like, if I heard someone's talking bad about me, Uh you're just not going to hear from me again. And if I see you, I will be very nice to you. Okay. Like that's literally how I deal with situations. That's me too. I do the same fucking shit. I think it's like the perfect, I don't know what the fuck it, depressed. No, yeah, because like it. you still want them to like you. But yes. I got to the point where in this, in this situation, season three of Summer House, I didn't care if these people liked me because it's, I saw what they were doing. I saw that they were trying to create a narrative of, of um, negativity around me. It was a fight or flight and I decided to fight and it just gave it more steam. And I, I basically, I um, took the bait then people would have come for you for not standing up for yourself or like I think that you were being fully Hannah by the way that you handled it yeah I'm not good at fighting like it's not something I do I don't do it with my friends I don't do it with my family so to be judged on national tv show in like basically imagine Jade they're like you're going in a boxing match tomorrow and you're like I've never boxed before and they're like well let's see what happens there'll be good tv and you're like okay and then they're like she was fucking terrible and crazy and spastic you'd be like yeah no shit I know and if if it's not your nature to be like that like honestly some people are like that and love drama and love all that stuff but if it's not your natural way like it's gonna like for me when I fight unfortunately sometimes it comes out like the Tasmanian devil because I like mm-hmm. hold a lot in and because I like and you don't, don't like... do it that often yeah like when I cry I cry oh, me too. for everything from the last six months me I was too crying. yes me too what sign are you I'm a Leo yeah fire yes I can tell <laughs> what are you a Sagittarius also fire. yeah oh I yeah. get along with Sagittarius okay good But I do think like even moments where like I would call my mom on the phone, like you didn't see what she said and like how that could have totally shown where I was coming from and why. Totally. Um, But it is it is a test from the universe because it's funny. I went on a podcast a couple months before and they were like, what's your biggest fear? And I was like, I've been very fortunate. Everyone's been like so positive about me on the show. But like my biggest fear is people thinking I'm something I'm not. So the universe was like, oh, you want to level up? <laughs> you want to level up in this journey? Sucks how that happens. Of mental it? health. I know. Yeah. And it's hard too because then you start to smell bad. So like people who used to want to rub shoulders with you, they know it could happen to them any second. But I think that's a blessing because I think that you get to see people's true colors when other people don't. You know? Yeah. Like, don't you find that the people that, like, were like, oh, we don't want to work with her. I would not want to work with them. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Maybe that's just my facility. You're, no, you're so right. No, yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so sometimes I cut throat. But oh, I am my, like oh, yeah. that with, with people. Like, once I see a certain thing, it's like, should I maybe have taken things less personally? Like, maybe. But when you're on a TV show, like, it, you're going to get your person attacked. And you're so 25, when you say 26, 27 years old, for fuck's sake. 
fighting with a 40 year old now man. you're getting me all hot and bothered like geez now i'm getting all upset i i'm like no, justice for hannah justice for Hannah. like for real but it, it got to the point where like it's similar because i like the music business i was watching this bg's documentary and the bg's were like so incredible i love documentaries and they were talking yeah, about how too. the bg's were so the disco bg's were so fucking cool but it got so cool that the coolest thing was then to not like disco. And then they burned disco to the ground and the Bee Gees like never made a song again, but they wrote for a bunch of people. But like it comes with the media. I've learned like look at Jennifer. I'm not comparing myself to them in any I mean, in certain ways, but like Jennifer yes. Lawrence, Anne Hathaway, <laughs> Taylor Swift, yes. these women are like so they have been burned strong and amazing <laughs> for what? Because Jennifer Lawrence is too relatable. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Because she spills it's... mints and she's like normal and people like hate it. Yes. Yes. I know. And that's why like at the end of the day, it's unavoidable. Like if you have a personality at all, someone is going to find something to not like about you. Period. Yeah. And I feel like that's just a great thing in real life. And if you're being yourself, you're having a personality. I could have sat back and not gotten involved at all. Totally. I could have. I could have. Thank God you didn't. It wasn't in my DNA. I ultimately, first I wanted to just like tell my story, like the truth. And then I was like, that's not allowed. And then I was like, then I wanted to tell <laughs> this happened for a reason and it's amazing. And it's like, no, that's not how I feel either. Mm-hmm. So now on my last podcast, Burning in Hell, I opened up because it's like a mental health comedy podcast. I listened to it and I loved this intro more than anything in the world of your Friday podcast. Jade, I've never done intros. I'm like about to leave this table because I want to show you a note I took on a notepad right over there. I wrote, oh my God, have more. I want to do my intros more like that. I've never had an intro, but Burning in Hell, I've had like, I started it really. I was in a bad place. Then I was at a point where I was like in such a good place. I'm like, is am I being like a fake? Like yeah. pretending yeah. like I have met like problems and that, but like, yes. you know, the, in like two hours, you're back down. Uh-huh. I have those moments daily. Yes. I felt like my I didn't feel as connected with people because I wasn't like able to talk for a while mm-hmm. and because I wanted to when I talk be like I'm back and I'm great but I was just waiting and each week it wasn't happening so finally I was like hey Hannah here I know I've been being really strong and pretending nothing's phased me and nothing's changed it was just one take four minutes or something but Thank you. I didn't know it inspired me because I was like sometimes with the perfectionist whole thing like I want to like have something prepared and make sure I don't sound stupid or say anything that could offend anyone or like make sure it's epic like it has to be epic. Like if I'm not doing an intro that like changes lives. No, truly. Those are the biggest face plants of all. Like those are like the ones where I'm like, oh, they're going to be so inspired. People were like, oh, you're in trouble. Like, it's like truly humiliating. Like and those are the moments. So I'm like, Jade, just like fucking relax. And just talk about, like, your life. Like, just talk about, like, what's going on this week. And when I heard yours, I was like, this is a message from God. I was like, I need to just relax. Just be you. It was beautiful. Oh, my God. Thank you. Because I remember I also did it when I was, like, done with myself. Like, you know, when, like, that's your only option. I think you could hear it in your voice. I was kind of exhausted. And I just was like, I've been telling myself to do intros. I haven't. But here I am. I have time. And I also feel like the people who are listening are the fucking real ones Mm -hmm. and they deserve to get like a high from me and stop just being like, hey, it's your host, Hannah Burner, and I'm going to 
like pretend that I'm okay through all these questions and I'm deflecting. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a safer place than the Instagram. Like for me, I have such a hard time being open on Instagram. Like I'm like, I, oh, mm. like my teacher from the third grade is oh, also yeah. reading this. I'm like, what the fuck is like going on? Because also like one second you're great and then it's awkward to be like, hey guys, exactly. I don't feel good. I've been lying. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. They're like, but you look great, Jade. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's true. And I'm like, okay, I'm posting this selfie and then this like long caption about how I'm depressed. And I'm like, this is disgusting. Like I hate myself. <laughs> you know, like Instagram I'm, lately, I can't with it. No, I can't. I just can't. I cannot lately. Like I have such an addiction to it. And like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, you know, I, I love hate it. I mean, I guess I have to say I love it for just some PC-ness, but Mm -hmm. I like, it's just, it's, it hurts a lot. And it's hard to like, like you said, get the full dimension, like all the different dimensions of people on Instagram and some people can do it. I'm not as good as it. Yeah. But I don't, I ultimately think there is a definitely connection between like the more hours you're on it, the more depressed you are but people like mm. are not down to say I'm that out loud depressed. i don't know if instagram's <laughs> gonna put me on like a shadow ban because it. <laughs> but it also is like an escape from reality but it, then that reality is is not great either you like look because you want to see yourself from the gaze of other people yes as if that's gonna like fix exactly. something exactly how many um, times have you clicked on your own profile and be like okay i'm gonna just look at this like i'm someone else i you always know say I mean? like i love looking at it from the perspective of like the guy i start talking to or something <laughs> yes. like what does he see like who am i yeah and then you're like oh i hate her and then you're down a shame spiral like social media is just an excuse it's like a guised self-loathing like it's like self-loathing in disguise because you're just like oh i'm doing this because i'm like socializing and this is cool yep. and this is for work and then and what's also like- terrible is like your enemy is everyone has them are obviously putting their best foot forward so then you feel bad but then if you i'm telling you guys if you see your enemies in person they're the same they're dealing with the same shit you <laughs> are well that's why i fucking wanted to start this podcast because it's just like can we all just agree we feel like shit? Can we just all really quickly just agree that we all hate ourselves and feel like shit sometimes? You know, like it just gets nauseating. And I, and I do think the pandemic was brutal. And I, who knows the kind of mental health effects like people. I mean, I know alcoholism is like spiked, but people aren't really talking about it. I also thought one thing I knew I was like out there this season with emotions, but I was like, it was a global pandemic. Like no one's going to be that mad at me that is so fucking true i didn't even think of that there's me in my 20s and then there was me in my 20s in a pandemic which was a whole other level of not cute like in any way it's it's, but also i realized like when people say stuff to you it really is a reflection on themselves like when they were calling me crazy i was like and you were buddha during the pandemic like (laughs) all my friends were like if i had a camera on me during the pandemic that's what i'm saying plus people who are trying to make you look bad like it's just a recipe i also think it was it's good sometimes to face your fears even though you didn't choose to face them it's almost like some people are like i'm gonna be on the top of a cliff because i'm scared of heights but then imagine someone goes yeah you're just gonna be on top of a cliff and you're like i didn't want but it's true. You're probably learning a lesson that a lot of people will only learn in their 40s. You know what I mean? Or like 50s, if that. Like, it's, I think it saved you a lot of it's, time. It's And I know it definitely saved me time in my career because I actually started as like a video producer, mm-hmm. editor, doing comedy, doing my podcast, and then was thrown into the reality TV scene. And it's crack. It's crack because like yeah. suddenly... The, the affirmation. You have to work so hard as a comic to get respect. All I have to do is be on one reality show so and true. just like be myself 
to an extent. Yeah. And people treat you like people recognize Bravo celebrities over like real, real talented people. For sure. So like you get this high of like you go on the show, you get like 300,000 followers. And I'm like, you get this real inauthentic high. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's important to admit. It's an inauthentic high because when you're alone at night, Mm-hmm. those demons still come for you and if you're proud of how you did on a reality show yeah it's true like because I was I was like I'm likable yeah when in like my mid I'm like in my mid 20s I'm like 27 <laughs> I would literally be like oh like likable was a personality trait and then I had like a breakdown and I was like I will no longer ever call myself likable because if you are liked by everyone who are you like I lost my identity completely well I was like actually felt like I was liked by everyone like every single everyone wanted a piece of me and was that part of like I think people noticed that and Mm -hmm. it caused animosity towards me and then I was feeling free Mm -hmm. free as a bird yes to show more of me because I I thought they liked me I thought they knew me right but I didn't know how easy it was to be you're not seeing all of you you know yes and characters are way more fun than like complex people. A hundred percent. But I do think it's true. I've always worried about being likable. And I think even in my friend group, like no one would ever say that I'm the bitch of the group, which I love bitchy girls. I like them have friends because I'm like good cop. They're bad cop. Yeah. I'll make them laugh. So they yeah. don't like tear they someone's don't, head yeah, off. Exactly. So I didn't love that I was being perceived as like, being a bitch but then part of me is like do I become a bitch like yeah, fine do that's I own main it character and be a energy. bitch yes. that's my character energy but I do think with women like no I'm pr- I'm proud of the people who speak up for themselves me um, too there's such this pressure to like be cool and bitchy and cold and like that's what wins right now I'm not I'm not cold I am not any of those things and I'm like am I lame like I just like I'm like, I want to make people feel as loved as possible when they interact with me. It's because you know how it feels like to not be loved. Yes. And I do think that, I don't know, I wanted to be likable. And then when you're not likable, you realize how it's so close. Mm. Love and hate are so damn close. It's true. (laughs) It's so fucking true. Okay, we got to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. So we kind of got to know him on the last few episodes of Summer House, but let's talk about the man of the hour, your fiance, Des. What do I need to know about dating an older guy that I don't might not know? Have you ever dated an older guy? Never in my life. I've dated, okay. You've this dated is like also why I love you because, no, 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 I don't date at all. No. Oh, so- <laughs> <laughs> no, this is why I love you also because I secretly live vicariously through you. Like, this like summer house and like all the partying and all that stuff i've been in a relationship for seven years so since i was in college oh i mean unfortunately i'm obsessed with him but i really like to live vicariously through you how old is he he's 29 so two years older okay great i love that that's like it's normal societal standards normal yeah it's funny because i i did this interview with like it was like us weekly or something and they were like what is it like being with a 45 year old and i was just like it's like like being with any other person i literally was i was like i don't know i'm scared he's gonna die like every day <laughs> and she laughed and we like then we like got into it and i was like yeah. so happy they wanted to like hear about my engagement yeah and the headline comes out and it says hannah burner scared her fiance is going to die Jesus and Christ. then Des texts me and he goes prenup alert question mark and I was like dying <laughs> but I also have learned throughout this how much the media like 
Oh, God. I always thought when there's smoke, there's fire. I really was. But that was also me wanting the yeah, dirt because yeah, yeah, I like yeah, gossip. Yeah. And yes. now I'm like, damn. Sometimes it's just made it up It is out of just nothing. nothing. But dating an older guy is nice because it sucks because you didn't get to live life with him. Uh-huh. But also, if he didn't live that life, I don't think he would have been the right guy for me at this moment. Totally. And he's thankfully been trained by other women. But, like, he knows the basics and because you guys have grown together yes we're we're like two complete people yeah which is a wonderful thing yeah which is two different types of like my parents met young but also my parents fell in love and got engaged in four months I got engaged in six months that was just like the love story imprinted in my yeah like I would date so many guys that were great yeah but in my head I'm like it's been a year. Like, I would have known I'm not marrying this guy. Like, I, I never met a guy that I knew I was going to marry until Des. But see, you're the kind of person I'm jealous of. I've said it before on the podcast. Like, when I have sex with someone, I mean, like, when I've had sex with, what, like, five <laughs> people, I literally will, like, pick out China patterns the next day. Like, that's what happened with my boyfriend right now. Like, I am, like, I get attached. I'm like, oh, my God, I can see our children. And some people mm-hmm. are just like, no, I just had sex. And it's, like, well, wonderful. I used to be like that. But yeah. then it like hurts you so bad oh, that you realize you have to like be so hurt that you're like, my mental health is more important than this dude. Mm. But I find I would go between like being so in control, like make him in the power dynamic. I know that I have all control to having no control. And you're with like a narcissistic guy because that was a high. And then you go the other direction. And Des is the first guy I met. It was kind of in the middle. And I think it's because like he also motherfucker doesn't have time. He was not playing games. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to say is the games the, are oh, the games the same. My god. So like we met our first date. It was like during COVID. Yeah. 2 weeks before summer house. I didn't kiss him because I was like so scared of COVID. God forbid yeah. I got sick and I couldn't <laughs> film. And I remember leaving the car. We had like a 4 or 5 hour date. It was very yeah. fun and he, and I didn't even know if I liked guys his age. Like I thought it could have been like a creepy uncle feeling. Like I didn't know, but I knew it would be interesting. And then when I was leaving, he was like, I'll see you soon. And I was like, if you're lacking, like I was still being stupid. <laughs> and then like a couple weeks in, we obviously couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't get enough of each other. But like a couple weeks in, I like posted a photo with like an ex who had like for my birthday or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, hey, like if you want to play games, that's cool. But like, I don't want to be involved in it. I love him. And I swear to God, like I normally if a guy calls me out on something, I'm like, cool, then leave. No, that's a I panty don't... dropper. That's a incredible my tail was in between my legs i was like i am so sorry i'm yeah. so sorry i will i'm not that girl because also my whole like kind of i hate saying it but like my brand yeah. was like i'm messy i don't give a fuck right. like i'm right. who am i fucking who am i not fucking i don't give a shit i'm a i'm like doing whatever the fuck i want and i don't give a shit about guys emotions i'll burn their house down whatever and i was like okay we need to my mom was like hey that's cute <laughs> but like if you want to actually have a healthy relationship yes but, but that was f- a great defense mechanism. Great and- for TV. Yeah. Yes. And in a time where I knew I wasn't like emotionally available. Yeah. But I had like worked on my quarantine. I think being alone was really helpful. You got really comfortable. They say like if you if you like want to be rich, you have to be really OK with being poor. Like if you want to find love, you have to be really OK with the opposite. And I like for the first time was like really okay knowing that no one I was talking to was going to be good for me. Right. Just like OK with being alone. Yeah, like not yeah. even having that guy you're texting that you're envisioning him like marrying. But also, I do have to say that people yeah. listen. You still will get can get hurt by things. Like I was hurt by my situationship on Summer House because I felt disrespected, not because I really thought we were gonna get married. I didn't like 
how he handled things and my time. Some guys can take the casual like to a whole other level. Like They're like, oh, cool. You're cool with everything. I'm just going to fucking fuck your life up. You nailed it in that I was cool with having like a casual relationship. I wasn't cool with him calling me all the time. And then I was complicit in it because I was like, is this something more than I thought it was? And he liked that kind of control where it was like always in the air, like, what is it? Also, no girl would be told, I just want to be your friend and then go on a national television show and act like you didn't say that. Yeah. Like, well, I'm sorry. Can we all just like be <laughs> yeah. logical here? Yes. Like, you know, you, you know, that would be terrible. Like, yes. that would make me look so bad. 150 fucking percent. But anyway, with Des, he also, it's funny, he's like traveled the world. I've, you know, lived in a lot of different places. But at the end of the day, he's just like a guy from Queens and I'm a girl from Brooklyn. Yeah. And we My just dad's like. from Brooklyn. Of he course, you're Sicilian and from Brooklyn. I'm like, are we related? A lot yeah. of Sicilians are <laughs> Sicilian from Brooklyn. And he just, he reminds me of family and like. Mm-hmm. And early on, I did all the wrong things. I was calling him crying every night. But don't you think, like, I've heard you say before that like, you want to find like home in the person that you're dating. And I so f- I was talking to my friend about this last night. Like, don't you think that like with the right guy, you can't fuck it up? That is my favorite quote, Jade. Right. I tell all my friends because just my face knows my face. I go, look, if it's meant to be unless you murder him or fuck his dad or shit in his bed. Or shit in maybe. bed. No, but maybe, maybe not. That I've should be okay, close. too. I, yeah, some I've, of my farts are next level. Oh, my God. I've, like, yacked all over my <laughs> Lord knows. You can shit in his mouth if he's into it. And For it sure. Will not, I take that back. You can do you anything. You cannot fuck it up unless you murder him. And with him, it was a real thing. And, like, if I were to do it again, do I think it's great that the basis of our relationship was, like, so much trauma? No. Mm-hmm. But I knew after it, I was like, this is a side of me that even I haven't seen in a while of so much trauma and he survived it. <laughs> God. But like, you know, it's, it's so interesting. Cause like my mom would always say to me, like, like I, I'll be video chatting her. Or, do people call it video chatting based on whatever the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, got, like, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, but I don't know, whatever doing the thing. And she was like, that's what you're wearing right now. And I was like, it's 6 PM, like on a weekday. Like, yeah. Like I look like shit. I always look like shit. And she was like, well, you don't want to, like, get dressed for him or, like, brush your hair. Like, when your dad used to come home – they're divorced, by the way. When your dad used to come home, like, I would be fully, like, clean and make sure you kids were clean and, like, have – I was like, fuck that shit. Your mom, shit. did that work for you, mom? Yeah, like, literally did, could not have worked less. But, like, fuck that. Like, oh, having to, like – My boyfriend my, – my boy, I guess now he's my fiancé. was so weird to say. But, like, yes. we will be going somewhere. I'm in public and like I want to just put some mascara on just to like respect them as people and he'll be like why are you putting mascara like he gets mad he's like you don't need to we're late you don't need to yes Dylan does the same who who are you putting mascara on for like why 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 do you I'm like uh because I literally look like a drowned rat otherwise right now like I truly cannot I really do think I don't know about you but during quarantine I started to wear no makeup all the time and it's kind of like your nails like you know when you first take your nails off and Mm -hmm. you see your raw nail and you're like oh mole rat but then if you don't do your nails for a long time you start to actually like your nails yes it's the same how I am with my face and I feel like I purposely will look ugly more often because then when I do dress up people are flabbergasted and when I'm not people are just like that's how Hannah looks and there's a confidence to it when you actually do like how you look without makeup. And 
I do ultimately think like we joke guys like the no makeup makeup look that's like fully pounded. Yes. But I do think the guy that's meant for you is going to love you for the things that give you that X factor. Mm -hmm. It could be craziness. Like if you act like the stereotypical cool girl, how is he going to fall in love with you when there's four million of you? And like how long can you keep up the that act you know and like how repressed like i have to say everything that's on my mind it's actually like a fatal flaw of mine but like as it comes out like i've actually had to like really get better like okay if i want to start a fight with him at night i have to wait until the morning but like all that shit like i'm really bad so like first of all i don't even have a snowball's chance in hell to like modify my behavior but if i did like i would be like i just don't know why would you want that kind of relationship i don't understand well I've been in a relationship where I felt like I was walking on eggshells all the time and other people like loved him so I was fighting this like what society wants Mm -hmm. but it's also like reality tv like would I rather be considered an asshole on reality tv but in real life be kind or be considered kind in reality tv and in real life be a be a person that it like hates themselves and is yes causing hate to other people so i feel like i just learned something (laughs) look at us that's what we're here for but don't you think i'm gonna wrap this up in a nice beautiful bow don't you think that this all fucking happened like i'm a universe kind of girl like i'm like everything happens for a reason it drives i want to be i want to be universal i know it drives everyone crazy around me and i mean i have crippling anxiety and and chronic depression so it's like Mm -hmm. i don't know how much it's working up for me (laughs) but like i i believe like i just firmly believe that your relationship probably couldn't have flourished in the in the reality show world like maybe this was like oh no no no. and think and like i don't know it's too perfect the way it worked out you know that you found this guy that you're going to marry and like you're starting a new chapter of your life and like you found unconditional love. The show was amazing when I was 26 and single and figuring out my personality and who I was and how I related to people in my friend group. And then like I honestly showed up to that house and I was like, I don't want to conform to other people right now. And I just kind of feel like I feel good with myself and I do think ultimately for a healthy relationship, reality TV isn't always the best direction for it. So I I am losing a part of me with Summer House, Mm -hmm. but I'm also gaining like a potentially healthy relationship with someone. Oh, I think you're going to be in love with the person that comes out on the other side. Like, I feel like already you just sound so peaceful about it and obviously like we have shame spirals and it all sucks all the time whatever my my brother it's funny my brother from the very beginning was nervous about me going on reality tv but I've always been like the character in the family you never know what I'm gonna do like oh that's Hannah just up to something new and I called him and I was afraid he was gonna be like upset about what happened your big brother He's my little brother, but he acts like my big brother. So sweet. We're like, he had to call me because at his office, yeah, he was like, did something happen that was bad? Because people are like talking like things went bad. Aww. But I just, I didn't want to tell him. And then finally I was like, so basically I felt like I was in an abusive place. And then I was framed as the abuser. And then everyone started to hate me. Right. And he just starts dying laughing. And he was like, <laughs> only you could get yourself in this crazy situation and he's someone who's so detached from it yes yes and the fact that he just like laughed at this like insane scenario I created for myself and I was like holy shit perspective is so important in this and 
the one piece of advice for people who are like in a dark place who are listening is that like your perspective is never going to stay the same. So even if right now things seem a type of way, like you will see it differently. Just like trust. That's just how energy works. Like energy is never stagnant. So you just kind of have to know that you could say karma, like the universe is on a path, but like you're not, you're definitely not staying the same. No, no. And like, I'm sure you feel like, do you feel significantly better from when it first started every week since it ended I've gotten better Mm -hmm. every single week but like there are like random lows during it but I also like I'm in therapy healing is not linear but yeah it's like I'm I'm trying to meditate yeah me too and I fail miserably I fail miserably but like the days I do I feel like it's actually it really does work totally just 10 minutes I feel like depressed people like have a little like discipline problem sometimes with that Cause you feel like it's like I just want to give myself the freedom to not to have like, to do yes, anything. Yes, exactly. It's like self care. Oh bitch! Oh <laughs> bitch! We could have some fun. I know. Days doing nothing together. That's I swear what to I'm God. saying. I would love it more than anything. Well, I mean, Paige and I love being depressed together. Like, have you? Um, did you watch Summer House? <laughs> no, and no. Literally, when we they were, were like depressed, you- and they're making fun of us, and I was getting so much work done on my phone. Oh my God, I'm like freaking out because literally, I was watching with my boyfriend, and I was like, they were saying like, Oh, did you and Paige get bed? sores and I was like I could literally outlast them in bed probably like I like I but also Jane I'm imagine live- every time you got out of bed someone came for you yeah yeah I'd be like I'm <laughs> never leaving bed is like my soul I love bed more than and life I'm really itself. good at napping like oh, it's a skill God. yeah I'm an unbelievable I'm a, I'm like, the best bed mate you some want. people need like rainforest noises it, like no, a, a special light from Instagram all your- you just you could be talking to me I'll fall asleep no, I need like New Jersey housewives like screaming bloody murder. And like I that's need how I fall cursing. asleep. Yeah, like truly. No, we're gonna be depressed pajama friends. That's I would love that's that. even better. Pajama friend is a depressed pajama friend. Yes. In yes. bed, snacks, looking Normalize like shit. It. Yeah. And no judgment. No, it's the it's the for if if anyone's not doing it, it's the fucking best. It is I know, literally you try it. It's the best. Like, Swipe up. I highly recommend. Yeah. J20 for 20% off. (laughs) Just lie there. (laughs) Just lie there. And all your problems can't touch you. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Okay, now rapid fire, and then I will let you go. Okay. Cool. What is a way in which you're working on yourself these days? I'm trying to call my mom less. Okay. Because I'm one to, like, put all my shit on my mom because she's an angel and she has the answers to everything. But I realize I have to, like, deal with some shit on my own for... In general. Was it her? Did she say, like, Hannah, please stop calling me so much? Or was it... No, because you know how moms are. They would do anything. She would cut her own arm off if I asked her. So it was me knowing that, like, I can't put all my anxiety onto this angel human that will take my anxiety if I want. (laughs) So I want to have more of, like, an adult relationship with her rather than, like, me being, like, "Ah!" all the time. (laughs) That's that's a great one. Okay. What is the most off-brand thing about you? I've never done drugs. Wow, not even weed. I've done weed a couple times and I have like full on panic. The fact that you're saying done weed just shows that you don't. Exactly. Like, I literally (laughs) don't. Like, after my shows, people are like, Do you want to do coke? And I'm like, I would ruin the entire state (laughs) if I took coke. Yeah, I'm definitely not into coke, but I love weed. (laughs) (laughs) But I have all my friends love weed. Like, I love people who smoke. 
because I like admire their chillness. That yeah, they can handle it. But anyway. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I need to like stop. That's a story for another. Time. You're being creative. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Eating snacks. It just furthers my bedness. Like mm-hmm. my need to be in bed. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you what do most people misunderstand about you, but I kind of feel like we covered that. So like, most people misunderstand. Um, I'm trying to think of something else that people misunderstand about me. Maybe that I. Oh, I know. I'm actually. I'm very sensitive. Mm. Actually, in my apology, when I like was saying sorry to like the group part of it, mm-hmm. when I because like there was just so much fighting going on, part of it was like I want you guys know that I'm actually really sensitive and I'm really yeah. And it was actually like it went well, even though people didn't see it. Like, it was a, like everyone was good after that because I was like I'm sensitive, I'm insecure, I have my own stuff. But yeah, I'm very sensitive to certain things. But then like I also grew up in a family where like we all just make fun of each other, so I'm like very not sensitive to like people making yes. fun of me yes I which can be way. like people can take for like oh she doesn't care about anything but it's like right. certain things you don't i'm the same way what is the grossest or most embarrassing thing you do when you're home alone when i'm home alone i will i just fart all the time <laughs> like i feel like it's like an orgasm for your butt really hole. do you fart in front of des all the time I try not to. I'm really good at silent farting, but then Ooh, every but now and then, every now and then it's a hot one. No, because yeah. I can like make it silent, but every now and then it's hot. And he, his farts never smell. Yeah, I, that's boys' farts don't smell really. But I mean, unless so, they do, they're so loud. Like he's he like is proud of it, but I'm like, but they don't smell. So then I feel gross because I'm the smelly one. Yeah. Hey, we're working on it. Down, you know. And that's <laughs> it. You're done. So where can people find you? What's your Instagram handle? What about where? What are the tour dates? Where can I sign up? I think hannahburner.com. I'm on tour. I'm like I'm going to Philly. I'm going to Irvine. I'm going to Arizona. I'm working on LA. I'm working on Please. LA. Oh my god! I can't wait to meet you in person. Oh my god! We're gonna have so much fun. Even though now we're like old school besties yeah, after exactly. this conversation. Follow me on Instagram at beingburns. B e i n g b e r n z. I'm also TikToking as of the last two are weeks. Are you seriously? I'm just experiment. I just I have a little more time on my hands, so I'm like, let's see what happens. I'm um, dying to see your TikTok. I love TikTok. Have, they've been a journey. They're um, hard. They're hard as fuck. They're, they're definitely hard because I'm not Gen Z, so like some of my transitions are so bad, but then people think it's funny. So okay, good. No, that's good. I'm, I'm like I, I'm the biggest wannabe Gen Z ever. Like I was born in '97. Like I'm like I've been wearing my hair in the middle part forever, yeah, yeah. so don't fuck with me. <laughs> okay, so that so TikTok and then tw- yeah TikTok Instagram okay. and hannahburner.com and, and oh, yeah, pod, sorry and listen to thank you listen to my podcast Burning in Hell B E R N if you love this podcast you'll love Burning in Hell and then if you want like a lighter funny pop culture talk shit type of pod Giggly Squad with my friend Paige DeSorbo yes, is a wonderful. ton of fun yeah I love it, the Giggly it's Squad wonderful. thank you so much for doing this with me thank you so much for having me it's an honor and a privilege I'm even more I'm even more obsessed with you than I was oh before. Okay, guys. I mean, I'm afraid that if I say anything that it's going to be something crazy. So I'm going (laughs) to end this really short and sweet. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you had fun with me and Hannah. She's just wonderful. And I, I really feel like I'm really excited for this next chapter in her life. 
And as always, please rate and follow and leave me a little comment on the podcast page. Just tell me what you're liking or loving about the show or what you don't like. No, don't tell me that. Um, <laughs> okay, now I'm going to go hide in a hole for a few more days <laughs> while, this, while the rest of this anesthesia wears off. So I'll catch you guys later. Bye.